We're going to watch it here because it's got great audio. Uh, and uh, so hang on to your seats, everybody. I'm excited. This is 8-Bit, episode 62, Swagway, on Sunday, January 19th, 2014, and now, Pretty, Not Preppy. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker with guest Andrew Bailey. So I hear you're going somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Or doing something. Oh, I'm going to be doing Europe. Doing Europe. All of Europe. Wow. That's pretty intense. I know, right? <laughs> First comes Prague. <laughs> and it's not going to be the new pra- the new Prague either. So no, oh my god, that ah, there's this city in in Minnesota where they all claim that it's supposed to be it's pronounced New Prague, and it pisses me off because it's not. It's Prague. Prague. So Prague, you're doing Prague. I'm doing Prague, and then um, then I'm going to be going. Actually, I'm not. I'll I'll pull up. Uh, no, I won't pull up the itinerary. But I'm going to be going to like Poland and Austria and Hungary and a little bit of Germany. Well, I mean, you don't really need to be specific. You can just do all those countries, right? The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Though the worst will probably be when I'm doing Auschwitz. <laughs> right. Hmm. But it had it coming. The camp itself did. Night. Okay, that sounded terrible, didn't it? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> my my joke was a little bit edgy as it was, and then you just kind of blew it out of the Woo-hoo! water. There, That's my job, though. So, see, Andrew, you know what this is reminding me of? <coughs> what? This is reminding me of the the great song First of May." You know that one, the Jonathan Colton song? <laughs> no, I don't watch TV. Oh, I, you of all people, I <laughs> I thought you were into Jonathan Colton. I am, but. Pretty much everything in the past, like, five or six years, I really haven't kept track. Oh, okay. Cause, so I'm not singing it. Ian Ian knows what I'm talking about. Yes. But yeah, the the 1st of May, it's about, uh, because spring just started, so outdoor f***ing starts today. Except it's January 19th. What are you talking about? What? No, not, like, real, real spring, not, not fake spring. Because it's the 1st <laughs> in Prague, 1st in Prague. <laughs> But yeah, so in the, in the song, they, they go outside and they, they, uh, you know, they do everybody. And they made an Olympics for this. Yeah. Oh my God. I need to participate in that someday. You need to find someone to participate with you. Yeah. I better do that fast. May's coming so again, up quick. Grab your favorite lady or at least your favorite lay. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what does this show become? Uh, the innuendo show. <laughs> that was kind of on day one though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't deny it. So, other than innuendos, what we usually talk about are video games. Uh, and apparently those are a thing. Yeah. Like no. people, people play them, I no. think. The way that they play each other. Well, I mean, okay, the league, the, the, the league community general, generally does get a little toxic. But... Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. I Actually, th- speaking of which, I recently got her injured, <laughs> started on league. Yeah. I, uh, you did that right before the show last week. I remember right that. Right before. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I remember. By the way, you should hop on so that you guys can friend each other. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, well, I can't do that on any computers that I have access to right now. I'll have to wait until I get back to Morris. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so, time to start the headlines. And uh, if you, the listener, want to see the links to these headlines, these articles, go to thenexus.tv slash eb62. 8-bit. Uh, 8-bit. That is us. So. Oh, 8-bit. By the way, why are you down in the cities? 
Uh, because, so, funny story. I was going to reinstall Windows on my parents' desktop during winter break because it's been, you know, getting bogged down over the two years or so that it's existed and my sister's put a bunch of crap on it. Um, so, because they don't know better. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's how she learns, right? By just putting crap on there and then I fix it. No, she, no, she would no. learn by her fixing it. Anyway, yes. um, but my dad couldn't find the goodie bag with the Windows installation disks. So I went back to school. And then he found it this week. And so I came back down here. And since it was their fault that uh, I couldn't do it over winter break, they're paying for gas. Yay. 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 So, headlines. I'm not laughing, though. Of course not. Well, you said it was a funny story. You're Did a I... damn liar. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't even remember saying that. Did I say <laughs> that, Andrew? Video games. Video games. Video yeah. games. So, last week we reported that Valve was going to be getting into the business of distributing software for virtual reality controllers. But we didn't have any idea that they were going to be coming out with a user interface for Steam itself uh, that would be built for the Oculus Rift. Uh, that user interface is currently available as part of the Steam beta. So you can go check that out if you have an Oculus Rift. I want one. Yeah. Soon. Someday soon. What? I want one or Oculus Rift? <laughs> Apparently the name Oculus Rift sounds dirty. Which we can just add to our repertoire of innuendos. All right. Sounds like your eyes are coming apart. I... <laughs> Oculus. I rift. Now, what are we doing? The eyes are coming apart. Uh, ha, 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 nobody can see that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just have to wonder. So, yes. League of right. Legends. So, yes, League of Legends, as I was saying before. Um, well, actually, I was just saying League of Legends before. <laughs> Lol. Um, Lol. Lulz. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've been playing it for a while, and something that they're doing for this season is they are resetting the ladder. Um, so if you were stuck in Bronze 5, which is the lowest of the low, you're not anymore. You're actually out of it. And now you get to go and try and place somewhere higher and probably wind up in the same place again. Pretty much. Um, uh, that being said, they are making some changes for the ladder, so they're doing two things. First thing, um, whenever you got close to being promoted to a higher series, so it goes Bronze, Silver, Gold, Platinum, Diamond, and Challenger. Whenever you got um, elected up into the next series, when you were getting close to reaching that point, um, you would get less and less league points. You had to get 100 league points um, in each tier in order to get up. Oh, interesting. Um, but they're changing that now. Now it's only diamond into challenger that that's happening for. Now they're making it easier for you to go up and down. Um, we have a new challenger. A new challenger is approaching. Oh, yeah. That sounds much better. No, I mean, it's brawl yeah anyway um uh and then they're also making it more difficult or not more difficult um they're making it so that you can get demoted uh from those those um those leagues so each league has five tiers it's five four three two one 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 is one best or is five best one is best okay and usually you got an immunity from being demoted from, like, say, silver into bronze if you lost enough. Mm -hmm. So people would just go and abuse that system and would just be absolute dicks. <laughs> um, as they are wont to do. As they are wont to do. And so Riot basically said, all right, we see that this is a problem. We're going to fix that. So now you can be demoted. We'll give you plenty of um, warning ahead of time, but it's now possible. Problem solved. Problem solved. Yes. Well, let's say that you have another problem. In that your favorite game service decides that it wants to be like Google and shut everything down. Google. Well, I don't like where uh, you're going with this. Yeah. Well, 
it's happening now for the Games for Windows Live platform being shut down. And uh, PC Gamer has uh, so politely provided us with a list of games that already have managed to be liberated uh, from Games for Windows Live and those that might be. So um, apparently apparently, uh, Fallout 3, uh, which is a game I actually have and have DLC for, unfortunately... Uh, Bioshock to uh, the Arkham games, the Batman yep. games. Mm-hmm. It's always uh, weird when they go through that transition mm-hmm. because, like, yeah. sometimes achievements get reset or, like, on Steam I had to get an entirely new version of uh, Arkham City. But thankfully, like, it, I, I just got it for free for already having the existing version. So, yeah. And there's, like, two other games that I haven't really heard of before and a whole bunch of other games that may or may not be... Uh, uh, converted over. So, uh, at any rate, uh, goodbye, Games for Windows Live. Babana. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Ironically, that was the Windows XP logoff sound, and I think that Games for Windows Live was introduced with Vista. Yeah, but mm-hmm. still, it's it's the sound that everyone knows. Yeah. The beginning of new era, one of peace. Inner peace. So Gameface is working on a competitor to the Oculus Rift, but this one is specifically built for Android, and it is wireless. An Android-specific virtual reality headset seems kind of like a bad idea to me, because, like, what are you supposed to do? Just put it on while you're waiting for the bus and play a game? Because that sounds like a recipe for getting mugged and or walking into things. Yeah, maybe it's something like Google Glass, where you see through and it's sort of like an augmented reality. Sort of thing that they do? In that case, I think they would have called it a virtual reality, or an augmented reality, but they definitely said that it was, like, supposed to be like the Oculus Rift. Although, Google Glass is another excuse to get mugged. (laughs) Why? Because you're that douchey, or...? No, because if you're wearing Google Glass, then people know that you have an expensive phone in your pocket. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, speaking of expensive things, actually not expensive things, well, as expensive things... Um, Thief has released its system requirements. So let's read these off and you guys can take a look at what you need. And actually, they're surprisingly low for the most part. So minimum system requirements. You need Vista with the platform update or higher, obviously. High performance dual core CPU or quad core CPU. So specific. I know, right? I don't know if I'm good. (laughs) Um, for the record, I have an i7. Right, right, that's right. Um, uh, four gigs of RAM. An AMD Radeon 4800 or NVIDIA GTS 250, which is actually kind of... That's low. That is low. So, so in other words, if your your PC can play every game that's been released recently, it'll have no trouble with this. Yeah, yeah. Which, and I mean, it'll probably have fantastic graphics, too. And, I mean, I definitely need to get an upgrade. My It's coming up close onto what I've got already. I've got a um, 6770. Mm. Let's see. For where AMD. Did, right. Where does it... Uh, AMD Radeon HD. Yeah, that's not very specific on the graphics card for the recommended specs. But, no. Um, but they do recommend that you have a, an NVIDIA 660 uh, or better on, on, you know, and I have the 670. So, yeah, that is, that's actually getting kind of tight there. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's on recommended, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, no, okay. no. That's... um. Well, what what are the differences? They have the... Minimum and then recommended, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's unrecommended. Yeah, like the only thing that's sort of out of or a little bit um, questionable, actually not really in many ways, is the the hard drive space. It'll take about 20 gigs. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, not unheard of. Yeah, it's not unheard of, and I mean, it'll be a fantastic game, hopefully, if it takes up that much data. Hopefully, it will be a better use of 20 gigabytes than Rage was. <laughs> yeah, or um, Knights of the Old Republic, or no, no, it wasn't KOTOR. No, uh, it was the Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed, there yeah. we go. That was an enormous game. How much did it have? Like but, 30? Something like that. But the, does it have an always online requirement? <laughs> well, it's not EA, so no. no. Well, a game that does uh, was SimCity, uh, or the new SimCity, that is. Um, if you recall, back when it launched, it, it wasn't really playable back then because apparently the internet showed up and crashed them all to hell. So, oh, interwebs, you're so silly. <laughs> Doge. Yep, it it tends to happen from time to time. But um, anyways, after uh, long ranting by the community, EA has finally decided that they will allow an offline mode for SimCity, uh, along with uh, some mods as well. Yeah, and actually, so so as soon as they announced that they were going to allow mods, they immediately went, and here are the restrictions. Like, yeah. these are the Which- kinds of mods that you're not allowed to make. I don't. I don't think that EA understands how to talk to us. No, at all. No. Which I mean, most of them are completely reasonable. But I mean, if you're in an offline mode, what the hell does anybody care if you're changing the simulation or not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so have you ever wondered why cats literally knock everything over? Because they're clumsy and evil. I think that they are less clumsy and more overly intentional, and yes, evil. Um, So (laughs) I think that it's because they actually perceive the world as a game where the only way that you get points is by knocking things onto the ground. And lucky for us, there is now a game on Steam Greenlight where uh, you get to experience just that, and it is called Cat Lateral. So you can go vote on that if you do so desire to play such a game. Yes. I was amused, so I voted yes. Yes. And so whenever you vote, what's that called? Community involvement, right? Yeah, cat community involvement. <laughs> I saw the pun expression on your face, and uh, I decided not to let you go there. By stealing. You bastard. <laughs> um, actually, no, I wasn't going to do a pun, believe it or not. I was just going to try and do as seamless of a swag segue. <laughs> as seamless of a swag oh, way. Oh, wow. I'm completely misinterpreted. Sorry. Segway away. A swag away. way. <laughs> a swag way. YOLO. Oh, God. The, um... Seeing as the segue is now broken, um, sorry, the swagway is now broken. Uh, the, the, the sax, or the, um. Saxophone? What? Yes. What are you talking sorry. about? In band, we have a tradition, um, uh. Words! I don't know, words are hard! Um, uh, but so in band, we have a tradition of decorating, um, one particular piece of clothing. Uh, or at least having a section theme day, and the saxophones always decorate one piece of clothing for that. And this year we were bro tanks, mm. so we had yellow swags everywhere. Oh no! Anyway, so you were talking about community involvement. Community involvement, yeah. So Valve absolutely loves community involvement. Though we said EA is like no mods. Valve is the complete and total opposite here. Um, and it's been very much so profitable for. People, especially anyone who makes hats in Team Fortress 2, um, they have collectively earned about 10 million so far. And so this past year. And that's, that's the, the users, the people who have created these things. Yes, not Valve. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see, where is it? Where is it? Uh, 
So mind-boggling stats that were posted to the Steam database. Um, almost 500,000 compendiums were sold during the Dota 2 International. Um, 90% of Team Fortress 2 content is from the community. Yeah, that blew my mind. 17 million TF2 accounts on items with 500 million total items. Um, Counter-Strike has created 4,700 maps and 20,000 weapon skins. Portal 2 has, um, a bit shy of 400,000 user-generated maps. The user-generated maps are so much fun, and they're so hard. Gary's Mod has 250,000, and Skyrim has just shy of about 20,000 pieces of user-generated content. So it's a big thing. Um, and what they did, so this past week, um... Steam Dev Days. It was a. It was. Um, that's that's our main topic. That's our main so, topic. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later. Um. So apparently they they found out that content creators made about four hundred thousand. Um. In just the first week of twenty fourteen dollars, right? Yeah. <clears throat> nice. So. So uh, let's shift gears a little bit off of Steam and uh, over to Kickstarter. It seems that I'm the Kickstarter guy of this entire network. I like Kickstarter. So it was uh, uh, once upon a time that uh, Dark Seas Game uh, uh, sort of did a Kickstarter campaign about a game called Road Redemption. Uh, It was successfully funded about eight months ago or so. Um, And what uh, Road Redemption was, the game that they wanted to make, was a spiritual successor of sorts to Road Rash, uh, which was a game that I remember from like the mid '90s. That was a motorcycle street racing game. And you've and, been you've been playing that on 20th Century, right? Yes, 20th Century is the uh, old computer that I built about two or three months ago now. You know, uh, so I can sorry, essentially sorry. play old games on. So, and that was uh, Road Rash was one of those. Do you so, know, with, with that name. The only image that I'm getting through my head is somehow skirting about a foot off the um, ground and then somehow, like, my groin grinding against the ground. The name Road Rash, right? With Road Rash, Ah, I see. That's essentially what it is. (laughs) That's about how fun it was. But uh, anyways, uh, Road Redemption was uh, successfully kickstarted, and I am a backer of that. And they recently released a new gameplay video, uh, and it's... Pretty much exactly like Road Rash, except that you can look in directions other than straight forward, and it's a lot prettier. Woohoo! <laughs> I like pretty. I like directions. Evans. So and, uh-huh. you know, it, it shows it shows you know some of the wacky things that uh, go on, like being hit by a car. Okay, hang on, Andrew. I need to point this out to you. Um, Ian just called his girlfriend pretty, and she hit him. I don't mm. understand girls. Neither do I. Preppy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that yes, I like my girls my preppy. Like this one. I was like. <laughs> yes, the dumber they are, the easier they are to get. <laughs> and we're moving on. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, cue Matthew's game. entrance. <laughs> because video games are easier to understand. Yes. So Niantic Labs, the developers behind Ingress, uh, have announced that they will be coming out with an augmented reality game that ties into the upcoming Endgame trilogy from James Frey. The first book is coming out on October 7th, presumably with the game coming out sometime around that time as well. They should have um, something like that come out for Google Glass. Well, the problem with that is that there aren't going to be anybody to play it. 
Well, I mean, just but I, I can, yeah, I, I can definitely see Ingress having like a Google Glass, you know, yeah, uh, playable app. version, yeah. yeah, um, but not like exclusively for Google. Glass. Oh God, no, that, that would be dumb. Yeah, who do we want our target market to be? Oh, the stupidly rich people and mm-hmm. the hipsters, the pitch people. Yes, all the pitch people mm-hmm. at the Bansy Fall. Yes. All right. Um. Oh, let's see. Where was I? Oh yeah. All right. So you were saying that you were the Kickstarter guy. Yeah. Well, I like Kickstarter too. And one of the games that was up there and actually subsequently taken down and then crowdfunded on their own site because they weren't getting anything on Kickstarter. Um, oh wait, wrong story. I'll be talking about that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> but he likes Kickstarter too. It's his friend. I like it. It's my friend. Like actually, I think. Direction. Actually, this one was, uh, okay, I'm not completely wrong. This one did get funded with a Kickstarter. So if you guys remember a while back, we talked about this space exploration game called No Man's Sky. Um, looked absolutely gorgeous. Really, 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 really cool. Um, unfortunately, the developers who were making the games were in the flood zone. You guys remember those floods that happened not that, that long ago? Let's see where was that it? was in the UK. So no, I don't remember it, but I remember it. So, so this was over in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, because like I'm, I keep on reading stories about this, and it says flood, 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 and like there's billions of floods like everywhere all the time. Yeah, it didn't exactly say where. Yeah, um, but so their entire, I I don't know what to call it. Their, some of their building, their their content, um, was basically wiped by the flood. Yeah, because they were in a warehouse that mm-hmm. kind of flooded. Yes. Um, that being said, this this shows you the hardworking people of this game and how hardworking they are and how much that I really, really, really want to buy the game now and support them. They are not only saying that they are now working around the clock in order to get it still released on time, working really hard, uh, but they're also refusing to do another Kickstarter or something like that to get the funds to get everything back up and started. They're, they're basically starting from scratch mm. and saying, we're going to do it anyway. Because we can and because we don't want to put that kind of pressure on the people who like this game. Yeah. So and that message was brought to you by International Backup Awareness Day. Yes. Backup <laughs> your stuff every day. All day early. I remember when we when we talked about the flood right after it happened, yeah, you put the link uh in there for backup yeah. awareness day. That was good. Yeah. So uh anyways, uh back to Kickstarter again. Uh did you know that having a mobile focus can kill your campaign? No, I didn't. Hmm. Well, apparently that's what the creator of Mutant Football League blames for their failed campaign last year. Uh, They followed other Kickstarter veterans' advice, and they focused on mobile platforms, which apparently seemed to not do so well. Apparently they were just trying to see what would happen if, you know, a mobile focus actually succeeded or not. So it seems like someone was drinking the Kool-Aid in all this. So it seems that uh, they will try again this spring, uh, with a PC only release and maybe maybe other platforms. So, are you, so you're saying that the veterans told him that focusing on mobile would be good? Well, they said, "Yeah, won't you do that?" And oh. I'm not exactly sure what happened. Interesting. Like why that happened or took place? I blame Buck. So, but uh, this this game seemed to be sort of interesting to me in the way that Minecraft is interesting to me. In that, yeah, I can see why people would, uh, you know, be all passionate about this, but I personally would have no desire to play that game. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So now, 
a game that I do have a lot of interest in playing. And I still need to play. Oh my gosh. Yes. Is Gone Home. Uh, and that, you know, so it was a, it was a nice thought provoking experience that told a very human story, but what it really needs and what we all know that it really needs is a bunch of guns and Nazis to kill. Well, at least that's what Dorkly thinks. And, uh, they've made a hypothetical video of Gun Home. Uh, so unfortunately this, this video is not on YouTube, so I can't just throw it up on the hangout for you, Andrew. Uh, so you left- I, I already saw it. Okay, good. But we're going to, we're going to watch it. It was freaking awesome. We're going to watch it here because it's got great audio. Uh, and uh, so hang on to your seats, everybody. I'm excited. <laughs> Last August, Katie Greenbrier came home to unravel the secret of her sister's mysterious disappearance. Now it's time to go home again. And this time, it's personal. Gun home. After a year abroad fighting in Iraq, you return home to discover your sister has been kidnapped by terrorists. Are you a rad enough riot girl to rescue your sister? Get some. Over 1.5 hours of exploration-based gameplay. Through three gut-wrenching floors of high-octane introspection. Featuring 15 weapons to tear your ennui a new one. Unleash a world of pain on 12 enemy types waiting to impede your sister's personal journey to discover her sexual identity. Punish the ghost of your perverted uncle with extreme prejudice. A little old for my taste. Forget reading about reading about preventing JFK's assassination. Travel through time and do it yourself. Alright, thank you Katie Greenbrier for saving the future. And when you've collected all nine key cards, travel to the attic to confront the ultimate evil. Where do you think you're going, Fraulein? I'm going home. Adolf Hitler. And you're going to hell! Gun Home. The ultimate intrapersonal combat experience. I can't decide which one I like better, the the, the Gun Home or the uh, 16-bit um, RPG version that's being made. I don't... Wait, so the thing that I'm talking about? No, there, no. so there's a guy who decided to, just in his spare time, try to remake Gun Home in RPG Maker, and uh, um, like suddenly... Somebody found out about it on the internet and like Polygon got a hold of it. And then, you know, everybody was just like, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing. And he started getting like fan mail and stuff. And he's like, I'm just a guy who lives in upstate New York. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is during that video, I think the things that I enjoyed the most were the references. So I saw stuff from, um, Doom. Mm -hmm. I think Uh, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Yes. The original Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. (laughs) Um, 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chex Quest. What's that one? The phaser gun? Oh, wait. Chex Quest or the, the Both. reference? Yeah. Uh, All right. So the, the reference was there was this thing where there was this phaser gun. It looked like it was almost like a, um, uh, one of those old video cameras that you sort of hold. Okay. Almost like a suitcase in it and then it plays. Um, and it, it would sh- pop back and then there would be this laser that popped out. Is that what she shot the ghost with? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Chex Quest. So Chex Quest was this first person shooter. That um, it was it was basically 
like a Doom mod that came with checks like back in the day. Yes. Somehow I've played that. Oh my god. I, did, I I it was one of my favorite things to play when I was younger. All the flemoids which were basically these slimy green things which shot goo at you. And so you had to go and remove all remove all the flemoids from from the place and there were it, it, you were sent by basically the council of um, serial people. So there was not only checks there, but there were like Cheerios and kicks. And this reminds me of the the <laughs> Captain Crunch's uh, Fletchling Adventure or Crunchling Adventure. Crunchling Adventure. Yeah, you played that one too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Andrew, are you too? Were you too old for that one? What the Captain Crunch? <laughs> what about Captain Crunch? Did you play the PC the no. Crunchling Adventure? Dang it. Okay. Oh well. Oh, so fantastic. <sighs> Anyway, um, so complete and total random tangent <laughs> from that. Uh, so actually going back to our Roland, we said that I was going to be doing Europe. Yes. For the next while. So all this studying has given me more of, um, uh, I guess an international awareness, I guess you would call it, because it's not a view yet, because I haven't gone and actually experienced anything over there yet. Um, but you just- sound very IB right now. Shh. shh. Words. <laughs> international baccalaureate. It's oh. it's like AP, but international. But international. Yeah. Anyway, video games. Anyway, video games. Um, so uh, Steam. We've all talked about Steam. We love Steam. Um, but they've only been able to have uh support for I believe it was four or five different um uh let's see one two three four five. Um, different currencies that you could use to buy. They were British pounds, US dollars, Russian rubles, euros, or Brazilian reais. Um, and now they're apparently going to be adding support for 12 more different currencies. That's impressive. So currencies from Australia, Canada, Indonesia, Japan, New Zealand, Malaysia, Mexico, the Philippines, Singapore, Norway, Thailand, and Ukraine will soon be supported by Steam. Um, so they're they're getting their global market out a little bit better and a little bit easier to get out to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everyone. I always find it interesting when I'm like buying or selling things uh, to people who are in other cu- currency areas because like if I'm buying from somebody else, like it'll show me what the sense thing, like what the worth in sense is, but then like in the receipt, it'll say the worth in whatever currency Valve was paying to them. Huh. Yeah. Wait, so Valve does exchange rates? Sorry, Valve yes. does exchange rates? Yeah. So <laughs> Free exchange rates? Kind of. I'm going to buy everything through Valve. Well, since, since, like, since the things that you're buying are virtual items within Steam's, uh, system, and since Valve isn't actually giving them, like, the cash equivalent of that money, it's just giving them credit in Valve's store for that amount of money. Yes, mm. it is, it is free exchange rate, basically. Hmm. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be nice. It's going to cost a lot over there. So if you remember that one uh, video from last week that had that really mind-bending perspective gameplay to Ah, it. Ah, yes. You know, the one that I had watched and it's like, oh, no, what is he going to – what? What are you grabbing the moon for? You can stick (laughs) it on the wall. Moons (laughs) don't work like that. That's what you think. So uh, apparently the guys behind that, they had uh, developed that in seven weeks for the Tokyo Game Show. And that video was when it was about four months after that. Mm. So they uh, were interviewed and they uh, took a trip out to Double Fine. Double Fine. uh, 
So and they uh, were lectured there on the uh, etiquette of Kickstarter. So uh, who, who else would know the et- etiquette of Kickstarter, right? I mean, Double so, Fine and, really put it on the map. And just yeah. just as a side note, do you know where in the world those people are? Which people that Double. made the demo? Uh, no. Uh, they... Pittsburgh. Oh, hey. Yeah, it hmm. blowed my mind when I saw that. Blue. Wh- which uh, which university were they at again? Carnegie Mellon. Okay. Hmm. So, so that's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I did not know that. So cool. it, this is this is something that's been going on ever since I moved over here. In that, like before, I really didn't know anybody from Pittsburgh. But like once since I moved here, you know, even you know on you know gaming sites and elsewhere, it seems like everyone comes from Pittsburgh. Hmm. Hmm. It's really weird. Anyways, so. Twitch TV, kind of a big deal, right? Nah. Especially now that they are actually available on, you know, consoles and stuff. Um, specifically the PS4. Uh, they have released some interesting t- statistics about their users. They have about 45 million monthly users. And apparently, this is the most interesting one. There are a lot more statistics, but I wanted to highlight this one. 68% of their users have started changing their view- viewing habits away from traditional television to watch more game streams. Hmm. So Twitch TV is taking business away from actual TV. I wonder how that makes actual TV feel. Yeah, they're just going to have to suck it up and mm-hmm. deal with it. Sorry, the internet's a thing. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Um, um uh, Hang on. Hanging on. Okay. Anyway, um, so I told you I like Kickstarter. Yes, Kickstarter. Kickstarter, his friend. It's my friend. You do. It's my, it's nice. Um, so I actually, I have another Kickstarter story for you. What? Um, and this one is actually about something that's being put on the Kickstarter. Um, so do you guys remember the game Final Fantasy Tactics at all? Yeah, I watched Savannah play that on her DS, I believe, a while ago in high school and stuff like that. Um, well, the designer from that, um, Yasumi Matsuno, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Um, is actually making a new game, um, and they are making it and getting it funded through Kickstarter. It is called Unsung Story: Tale of the Guardians. Um, it's another tactical RPG, so they know that you know that they're doing it well. If it's the guys from Final Fantasy Tactics, mm-hmm. um, and it's only looking to raise six hundred thousand. Oh, that hmm, that sounds doable. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're halfway there already, and <laughs> twenty five days to go. Nice. Cool, this is a good find. So, so anyways, um, I kind of composed this question before I knew the full guest list of the show, but do you guys miss playing with Barbie? <laughs> Not so much. I remember watching my brothers undress them and, like, make them go on naked car trips together, and I just left the room. <laughs> well, I don't miss playing with Barbie, but unfortunately we won't ever get to because a plastic surgery app featuring Barbie was recently pulled from the app and play stores over outrage that it was targeted at children. (laughs) So since Barbie dolls are plastic, wouldn't any kind of modification be considered plastic surgery? We could melt them and call it plastic surgery. Yes. (laughs) Oh boy. Man, that is, that is funny. Oh boy. So yeah, it pretty much goes into like some bad areas about, you know, liposuctioning a really fat girl. So it sounds horrible. Instead of having your kids play a plastic surgery game, they you could just have them uh, play Surgeon Simulator 2013 because S- speaking of which, that's better. That's on the humble bundle right now. 
Oh, really? Oh, um, wow. It, it's only for another day or so, so I might have to pick that up when I get back. Mm. Or actually, eh, I'll do it between uh, <laughs> between uh, stories. As as of right now, you have one day and 15 hours. Yeah, which unfortunately means that for a lot of our viewers, it'll be too late. Unfortunately. But not for but me. The humble, but the current Humble Weekly sale contains uh, Arma and uh, DayZ. Oh, wow, yeah. yes. Um, let's see, it has Arma 2, Take on Helicopters, UFO Afterlight, Alpha Prime. Okay, so I find it really odd that they're listing DayZ in that Humble Weekly sale, because DayZ is a free mod. Yeah, apparently. Like, I don't think you should be able to market a sale with a free thing. But anyway. Well, it's, I think it gets you just the download of it, um, or the automatic download of it, and it gives you the two components. It says Arma 2 DayZ mod is free on Steam, but requires both Arma 2 and Arma 2 Operation Arrowhead to play, which you can right. get in the, so, yeah, you get both of those things you, in the, when you pay humble six bundle. Bucks. Yeah. In the weekly bundle. Yeah. Worth it. So, do you guys remember Square Enix's core online game streaming service? No. We, we, no. Mentioned it sometime last year on the show. Um, I remember that much, but I didn't know that it was actually already like available as a consumer, you know, service. Unfortunately, the demand was for it wasn't very big, so they have shut it down. They they shut it down actually back at the end of November. Uh, and those whose subscriptions went past the end date got a full re- refund for their last payment. Um, but they have like absolutely no plans to try to bring this thing back because, like I said, nobody was going for it. Hmm. Yeah. It Anyways, lo- it's looking like PlayStation Now might be the first, uh, you know, viable and successful streaming service, which is really funny because you you don't think about that kind of thing like as as a console seller. Wait, what about Twitch? No, no, we're talking about game streaming, like. You playing a game where the game is running on a r- remote computer. And oh, you're getting, that one. Yeah. Sorry. So like I was, on live. I, I was thinking about streaming like Twitch TV streaming, no, 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 which no, is no. still game streaming. No, yeah. This was, this was Square Enix's attempt at doing on live, basically. But only with Square Enix games. I haven't heard much from on live recently. Um, I suppose there's still a thing, I guess. Yeah, I, th- I think they still exist. And yeah, I could I go and I log in. I think they might have been bought out or something. I remember them being bought, but I believe that it was still from our end, business as usual. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, speaking about Steam. Uh, well, hold on, Ian. You had something. Oh, sorry. Um. Oh yes. Okay. So you guys know when I completely screwed up earlier with the Kickstarter thing. It was like, oh, this was on Kickstarter, and then it wasn't. But then it's. And we laughed. And we and laughed. laughed. And, and laughed. laughed. And now oh, I will play boy. this. <laughs> and now I will play this game, and I will sit and laugh over your laugh. I will sit and laugh over your mutilated corpses. Um, boy, that's cheerful. Oh, I know, right? Uh, so, uh, if you guys remember, I talked at least a couple weekends ago about something called Next Car Game. Uh, so the the company designer made a Kickstarter. They released a trailer, canceled the Kickstarter, released a demo, and crowdfunded through their own website. Well, apparently. Um, it's now available on Steam Early Access. Wow, that was fast. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, they had the demo on already, so they're oh, probably like, okay. let's get it out to the public now. Um, so just, and I mean, th- this is the company that was responsible for the good flat out racing games. The, um, mm. uh, it just looks bunch of crazy destruction and mayhem. It looks like all the elements for a good fun. I like a good fun. I, I, I like all the good funds. Hmm. 
So here's another thing from the what in the world just happened and why. Um, apparently, the guy that was in charge of Microsoft's uh, Xbox multimedia uh, division or department, whatever, uh, that uh, apparently what they did was they went around uh, to TV and movie uh, companies and asked for licenses. Uh, the former executive there, Blair Westlake, has resigned citing lack of expertise and skills for the new direction that Xbox is going in. It seems like Xbox is moving away from gaming as a primary thing, so this strikes me as somewhat odd. Yeah, I don't think that he said anything specific about what direction it was that made him feel, you know, that he wasn't fitting in, but... So apparently he was the uh, uh, chairman at Universal for its uh, TV division and joined Microsoft 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I'm so, not sure what's going on either, but... Yeah, so there you have it. So, let's say that you work at PC Gamer, which means that you're not on this podcast, so, you know, forget you. But you're And prob- we're in California. <laughs> or you're in the UK in this case. Um, so, you know, you and a bunch of your other PC Gamer friends are uh, playing Daisy, and you're streaming your gameplay, you know, through the official PC Gamer channels. Well, that means that you probably have a lot of people watching, and a lot of those people probably have DayZ and are playing right at that moment and are willing and able to kill you. How to troll 101. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How to be trolled 101. I, I uh, have subscribed to one of their blogs where literally all that they post is all of the ways that they die in DayZ, and uh, I had this day where he posted over and over and over again saying, you know, such and such and such, Shot by people watching our live stream. And uh, so, yeah, that's probably not a good idea, but it sounds like it was a good time and it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Good. Also, I now own Surgeon Simulator 2013 <laughs> and all the other ones on the Humble Bundle. I'm glad you're using this time productively. No, totally. <laughs> <laughs> what else would I do with it? Uh, I have no idea. Twiddle your thumbs? Twiddle her thumbs. Talk about Wolf Among Us? What? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, fine. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, so we like telltale games. We like story games. Yes, we like we do. good stories. They are good. They are nice. They are our friends. Um, they make me cry. They do make you cry. I have not played them yet. Really? I know. I've you haven't played The Walking Dead yet? Me My neither. God. Oh, I'm I, surrounded by heathens. I want to. You must accept it into your life. <laughs> I'm kind of busy, though. First. Mm. I have class, and then I have... Europe. Yeah, I have class, and I have four and a half hours of rehearsal a day, and then I have this one. So what's the Wolf Among Us doing? All right, um, so guess what? Chicken butt. Guess where? Wolf Among Us. <laughs> I'm going to try to stop derailing you now, because it's too easy. I know, because I enjoy being derailed. You can derail me anytime. Rerail. <laughs> Rerail. Oh, fine. Go away, Bayleaf. Nobody likes you. Um, Aww. Wow, what a harsh thing to say. Too bad it's true. Are you gonna talk about the wolf among us? Well, if you're gonna be this pissy about it, maybe you should talk about it instead. <laughs> All right, fine, I will. <laughs> All right, so the wolf among us episode. T- <laughs> I stole it. Um, the wolf among us episode two has had its release date. Well, at least a general release date announced. It's going to be coming out sometime in the first week of February. So keep your eyes and ears open. That's good because I actually have that game. I know. I got it for you. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
So, uh, you remember that one guy, Nobody Gabin? Oh, Gabin? I have never heard of him. Yeah, Gavin, yeah. Uh, apparently he was on Reddit last week doing something or other, and apparently no one believed that it was him, so that forced him to take a selfie to prove his identity. <laughs> and only then did it become a hit. Uh, as a side note, this image of him will probably be, probably become the stock photo that every Gabe-related article will post for a few years, just like that one with John Carmack. So wait, are you saying that uh, that it became a hit as in, like, um, the concept of trying to get celebrities to take selfies to prove their identity became a hit, or just that picture? The, the threads that uh, ah. Gabe was doing on Reddit. I see. Suddenly the suddenly the internet cared. Man, he looks so thrilled to be on Reddit right now. Yeah, he looks like an old man too. <laughs> well, you know gray hair does that to he you. He kind of is an old man. <laughs> Time does that, you know. Yeah, turns out. So, here on our on our PC world, uh we have a few game franchises that we've missed out on and that we really wish that we didn't miss out on. Uh, one of those is the Grand Theft Auto series. Um, like, Some days. Well, they, they've, they've all come to PC eventually, but the latest one, Grand Theft Auto V, we haven't really heard a peep from them regarding a PC version until now. Mm-hmm. Now, we still haven't officially heard anything, but... A 150-page bug log from the game's development cycle uh, has kind of been leaked, and there are tons and tons of references to a PC version and DirectX 11 support and 64-bit operating systems and all Yay. that good stuff. Uh, and those mentions go all the way back to June of 2012, so we know that – we pretty much know at this point that it's in development. So Rockstar is just occupied by trolls. I guess. I don't know. I don't... Or they are being trolls. Can't be worse than EA. <laughs> don't say that. that because then it'll come true this is real wood right it better be uh knock on the underside that feels more real innuendo all right go ahead and type that in at the top in the meantime <laughs> i'll talk about something else um that we really like and that is coming to pc so what happens if you take the dungeon crawling aspect of okay well what happens if you take a dungeon crawler make it look minecrafty throw in a little bit of text based stuff and then make it first person I have no idea you get a game called Barony um so it's a 3D first person RPG featuring co-op multiplayer dungeon crawling and roguelike elements and real time action um, which is words that the developer actually used to describe it. Um, so if you watch the video, you'll see, pardon me, very 16-bit s graphics, very Minecrafty graphics. With um, I don't really know what to describe it. Just walk around, use magic and whatnot, and go through dungeon after dungeon after dungeon after dungeon with friends. And it's I don't know. I don't really know the best way to describe it. Just go and watch the video. Go ahead and turn up the volume. We can. I, I'm well. I wanted to let you just keep talking. Oh, oh, that guy looks like a hobbit. <laughs> yeah, they 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 look sort of like Lego characters walking around. Do we know? Is is this like footage from like uh? It's alpha? an alpha. Okay, it's in the closed alpha. So this isn't necessarily what it's going to look like. Also, I seem to have lost the cursor. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't get it back. I. What have I done? I don't know, Buck. What have you done? Is the mouse just off? Oh, nope, found it. Weird. I think the mouse ran out of battery power. Well, that might prove issues. I'll figure it out. You keep going. Technical difficulties. All right, but as you can see there, you fight rats, you fight other things, and the graphics aren't necessarily the most 
um, well, impressive. No, you but. said my, uh, Minecraft, so we weren't <laughs> expecting impressive. No. But it still looks silly and goofy and fantastic, and I cannot wait for it. So just, yeah, it, it made me think about your text-based adventures that you were talking about earlier. <laughs> and you and I both need to get this so that we can do the cooperative multiplayer. By the way, while this video is playing, there's um, Hall of the Mountain King in the background. Oh, that is perfect. That is perfect. So, okay. All right. Moving on. Oh, me next. Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> so, Nintendo has finally admitted that their existing business model might not be the best one in today's world, given that they've had their uh, third straight year of losses. So, that's great, but they still haven't said what their new business model is going to be. Like, are they going to be bringing games to uh, smartphones, or, you know, are they PC? going to be... that What? PC? Well, that would be nice, but <laughs> I don't think anybody's really expecting that, because they, like, Nintendo was doing just fine until smartphones happened, you know? Hmm, where is my Spanish Inquisition when I need them? <laughs> well, we didn't expect them. Well, that's kind of impossible, you know. All right, um, so another thing that we've said that we like a lot is Steam. Uh, so We've said that about five times this episode already. I like and Steam! Now, and now, Steam. <laughs> kickstarted a Steam to kickstarted a Steam to kickstarted a Steam. It's just, it's kind of nuts. Anyway, um, so, uh, um, <laughs> sorry, to Sarah distracted me. All right, so, uh, it was... The Steam machines were announced and released, what, a couple weeks ago? Well, like the, the, different the beta ones. The beta ones. And the different developers and what they're making and what the specs was released not that long ago. Oh, right? yes. Yes, some of them had specific specs. A lot of them didn't. With the 14 different. Um, so, let's see. The announced Steam machine hardware through 3D Mark um, benchmarking stores or scores. Mm -hmm. So, apparently, um, uh, it was performing side-by-side -side with the Bolt 2. Or something like that. So, isn't the Bolt Two one of the Steam machines? Um, oh, sorry, Web Halen. Sorry, Web Hall Yeah, you're right. Bolt Two and the Web Halen. Um, so they apparently they're looking pretty good. Um, but it looks like if you want strong computer with decent price, you're going to want to go with the Web Halen because it, uh, the Bolt Two was about twenty six hundred bucks, whereas the Web Halen was only fifteen hundred. Either way, it's not cheap. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they all look good. So good. So, ah, the, um, do you remember Star Wars 1313? It was a game that was originally announced, uh, during E3, I believe, of 2012. Um, and over time we learned, uh, new things about it, such, uh, such as the main character that you were going to be playing was going to be Boba Fett, and, uh, a lot of the gameplay was going to be, it, it was, a you know, a third person action game, very, it looked pretty, um, uncharted like. Um, and unfortunately, so was, we learned a while ago that, um, you know, Disney had no plans to continue that game, but now the trademark has been completely abandoned. So now we have pretty much no hope of it ever coming out. Sad day. No. Uh, I blame you, Buck. Me uh, too. My mouse is completely gone. Oh boy. All right. So, which is unfortunate because there's a video with the next one that I kind of want you to play just cause it sounds and looks silly. Um, I'll see what I can do. So, uh, a game that we've talked about a few times is Octodad, Dadliest Catch. Um, so, its release date has been announced, and it's actually coming up really soon, January 30th, the end of the month. I'll unfortunately be over in Europe at that time, but as soon as I get back, as long as I still have money in my account, if, um, I can and will be playing this game. 
Don't worry, I'll give you access to my Steam library soon. Fantastic. Yes. So besides the uh, release dates over in Europe might be different. That's true. That's true. But here, yeah. here's a nice video. Uh, right. I had that muted. <laughs> <laughs> These games are for children! To the car, kids! Yay! Who's that man with the eight strong legs? What are you doing? Try to make me breakfast, but it broke my ears. I'm gonna have so much fun Honey, with this. Are you I know, right? me too. <laughs> Don't worry, we're here for you. Sometimes when I get scared, I pretend I'm something great. Don't stop it. Why not? He has an arch nemesis. Oh, of course. Or a Are you an old friend of my husband's? What can you tell me about him? Everything! Kids, have you seen your father? It's almost closing time. Where could he be? Did you play the <clears throat> the demo? version of Octodad, because this was originally a student... Hey, kids, want to learn about sharks? <laughs> did you... Because uh, it was originally a, a student uh, project. No, I haven't. Uh, you should go You should go and get the original version. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, the, the sushi uh, chef is there, and he just... Octodad! Octodad? Yeah, because he's Asian, so he has the Asian accent. Very... So he's now Octodad? Racist! So, hey so, so, your beer. So it's like anyway. <laughs> um, so that one's amusing. Um, so another thing that we really enjoy this one you kind of have to uh, you might have to watch on your own too. It's a cinematic trailer for Dark Souls Two that's been released, and in it you get to see a lot of the nope that exists within that game. Um, so the the trailer itself is absolutely gorgeous, um, and the enemies that it shows you fighting everything from. Uh, some of the big fat things with, I don't know, giant swords or whatever, um, to basically a lava demon that looks like it's careful, Buck. I'm sorry. Um, I know that crawling around on the floor here. That looks like it's about as big as a skyscraper if it were to actually stand up and climb out of the volcano. Um, so all the nope, all the fantastic nope in this game. And you now get to see some of that fantastic nope. Cool. Aha! Aha! I have plugged in the mouse. It is all good now. You have plugged it in? Yeah, it was wireless and it, I think it ran out of battery power. Now it's charging. Plugging it in makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> innuendo. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad that we don't take like shots every time that we make an innuendo. So, uh, our main topic <laughs> this week is uh, the Steam Dev Days. That, uh, that was going on this last week. And actually, no press was allowed into the Steam Dev Days at all. But we got a lot of information through uh, certain um, attendees who were posting basically everything that they saw on Twitter. Uh, so we're going to go through this part quickly because I want to get to the reviews. 
Um, yes. So Steam Greenlight uh, apparently Gabe Newell really wants to get rid of it. It hasn't really worked out as well as everyone hoped it would. It's been pretty controversial. You know, the the games that succeed the most are basically the ones that receive press coverage. And yeah, I've 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 sort of known about this for a while, so saying this isn't surprising. But what are they going to replace it with? Um, I don't I don't know. Like you know, I heard, this, I've it heard seems, pre- it seems. It seems to be an obvious solution to the problem, but I mean, of course, you know, we're open to anything better. But what is it going to be? I've I've heard predictions that like they might just make it into an open, you know, system like like the App Store, you know, or Google Play. But that doesn't sound like a good idea because then that'll just dilute everything, and it'll be really hard for any indie developers to get any attention at all because there'll just be too many of them. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, do we really want Valve to be, you know, the curators of uh, what games we discover, you know, on Steam? I don't know. I don't really have a good answer for it. No. Anyway, moving on. Somebody say the next one. I can read things. Woohoo! Steam's growth isn't slowing down. In fact, it seems to be speeding up. They have now jumped by 10 million active users in three months, which brings them up to 75 million. Holy cow. They also have about 7 million people using their mobile app. Including me. And me. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. We you, have have com- that. you still have the iPod, right? Yes. I still have the iPod. I still have the conversation from when I... Actually, the first time I tried it out, I went and um, took you, a poop and then was yeah. listening to Ian Buck while I was sitting on the toilet. Such class. Wow. So, during the Steam holiday sale, uh, Valve was giving out snow globe trading cards to encourage uh, people to buy things. And over the course of the event, 2 million snow globe cards were traded among users, and 2 million were sold on the marketplace a day. That's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've sort of just started to do the uh, Steam trading card thing. I'm just thinking about, you know, turning on a game and just leaving it run all night so I can just get those free drops. I've done that with a few of my games. Um, yeah, I call it farming. Cheater butt. Or harvesting. I don't care. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> well, I, what am I supposed to do with a game like Evacron Mercenary that is not fun at all, but it has Steam trading cards? You know, what and is I, that a, I didn't in, get in that uh, in the uh, image for this article. Does that look like Stanley Parable there? Where? Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. That's one of the backgrounds from that you could get during the Steam holiday sale, and that one is the Stanley Parable one. And I believe actually, if you go to my profile, Wolf Revo. Um, that, uh, I have that profile background right now, I believe. I want it. Stanley Parable was still absolutely yeah. fantastic. It was. That it is. Yep, yep, I have that background right now. So, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Valve, uh, has been forging away with its Steam controller, uh, for its Steam machines. Uh, apparently they decided to do away with the touchscreen. It was apparently a little bit too, uh, distracting. And that's, you know, when you play a game, you want to focus your attention on the TV and not on the controller. Uh, so they have just decided to drop that touchscreen altogether and replace it by, I think, some more things on the back of it. Yeah, so they have a new picture of what the Steam controller looks like. And it looks like it has two groups of four buttons on the front now. Um, and I assume that the back is still going to be similar to what it was before. Um, but yeah. And also... Uh, 
a beta for the Steam's game streaming has started, and it's currently targeted at development partners. Um, but if you're lucky enough and you're in, you know, that Steam uh, community, you might be able to get into the beta. Um, so that that of course is the you know in-home streaming from uh, you know Windows PC to uh, a Steam machine specifically. Cool. So now uh, we have a couple of reviews this week. Andrew, you're going to review Broken Age for us. Yes, but it appears that you have a message beforehand. Oh, right. Um, so I found this this article before I knew that you had gotten Broken Age. Um, we, we previously thought that Broken Age was going to be released through Steam's early access program, but because of logistical reasons and the fact that Act 1 is basically a polished experience, they decided that to do a regular Steam release, and everyone who buys it, you know, whether they're a backer or they, you know, get it through Steam, uh, they will be getting Act 2 for free when that comes out, I think, this summer? Or sometime later this year. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, once upon a time, there was a Kickstarter back when Kickstarter was a nobody site and nobody really cared what was on it. Uh, this man named Tim Schaefer decided to, uh, you know, put something up on there since apparently he cannot pitch a game idea to a game publisher to save his life. Which is really, it's really funny that he can't because he's been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, apparently a game that he would uh, has wanted to do for quite a long time, and uh, apparently this is his first foray into the genre since Grim Fandango, I think. And that was bef- that was in the last millennium. Yeah, so, kind of before my uh, time. But uh, anyways, uh, just a dis- slight disclaimer here in that this is the first uh, Tim Schafer game that I have actually completed. <laughs> And, like, the day or two before this actually released, I started to play Psychonauts. So, and, like, I played a little bit of it today. But um, the uh, the first act is only about four, three or four hours long. Uh, that's how long I spent to, you know, go through it all. Um, but, you know, how should I say this? I don't consider myself uh, very good at adventure games, but I did not find it too hard. So uh, I think part of the reason is is that you know, part of the gameplay is that you can switch between uh, one of two protagonists at any time. So like if you get frustrated at one, you know, you, you can flip over to the other one. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, on Vela's uh, Vela's story, um, apparently her mom was looking around uh, their house for some ceremonial knife, and I'm like, okay, I can't really figure out where it's at. So I'm just going to leave you to find that knife right now, and I'm going to go over and play uh, Shay a little bit more. Mm, okay. So did, yeah. did you have to eventually go back and help her find the uh, ceremonial knife? Yes. Yes, after I had completely gone through Shay's adventure, I went back, and I'm like, okay, let's try a few new combinations, and I just, it clicks. Nice. So, so, so it sounds like that was at the beginning, so you basically played through all of Shay's before doing any of, uh, what's her name? Vela. Vela. Um, pretty much. And I think, you know, uh, at the very end, it makes sense for you to end with Vela. Okay. So, you know, I'm trying to not, you know, say any spoilers with this. Thank you. But but it is only four hours, so I'm going to speak in very general terms here. <laughs> okay. It's so, much appreciated. Um. Uh, Shay, as you can see from the uh, trailers and the screenshots, 
that he is a boy that has lived alone on a spaceship for the entirety of his boring and miserable life. Um, there are a few uh, simulations that are thrown at him from time to time that are basically designed for toddlers. So, like, boy, this uh, sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah, and it is exciting if you're a three-year-old. But um, you know, eventually, you know, the cycle is broken and a sketchy character shows up, and you know, he has you do things that seem an awful lot like all those simulations you've been doing, except now that the serious label is applied. <laughs> so, I Some mean, serious. it could end up wind up being that Shay is the bad guy. Uh, so, huh. but I'm not I'm not sure what exactly is going on, but um, and then uh, Vela has is a completely different setting. It's more of like a fantasy village thing. Um, in that every few years a monster comes along and eats some little girls up on cakes or something. So and you know everyone looks forward to this. It's a great honor to be sacrificed to this monster and whatever. And it's like really uh, sort of dissonant a little bit, but uh, you know Vela is questioning, you know, why do we just lay ourselves down like this? Why don't we fight and try to kill this thing? And the only person in her family that agrees with this is her grandpa. Huh. And uh, after uh, she has her scuffle with the monster, she goes to two other villages: one where the monster is already hit, and another one where the monster is coming. Okay. So, and there's uh, quite a bit of variety in Velo's story. It's uh, uh, Velo's story contains a lot more variety because of that. So, in that, there's sort of like three parts to Velo's story uh, rather than like two for Shays. Do we? Is there any like hint at all that the two stories will ever converge, or does it seem like they're intended to just be completely separate? I am not at liberty to say that. Oh, I asked a good question. So, um, the ending just pretty much slapped me really hard. <laughs> um, as illustrated by the message WTF I sent to you that one night. <laughs> so, uh, so, then like, uh, just just specifically for this for this uh, podcast review, I just breezed through it today. Um, really fast since I pretty much knew all the uh, buttons to push and where to you know drop items on other things. Because mm-hmm. um, this is a point-and-click adventure. Yes. Um, I was just slapped again today uh, because apparently I hated the computer the last time through and really didn't talk to it. Oh. And when I did, my mind was blown again. Nice. So there is replay value here. Apparently. Um, only because I hated a character and did not exhaust all the dialogue options. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I uh, enjoy the, on the, on the Steam uh, store page for Broken Age, I, I enjoy their list of key features, which include pointing, clicking, <laughs> original soundtrack composed by Peter McConnell, recorded by the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra, Ooh. all-star voice cast, including Elijah Wood, Bl- Jack Black, Jennifer Hale, blah, 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 Jennifer Hale, Will Wheaton, and Pendleton Ward. Dialogue trees. Some jokes. Unless you don't think they're funny. In which case, we totally weren't trying to be funny. <laughs> I, found, I found them plenty funny. There oh. are plenty of funny, hilarious moments in this. A whole bunch of awesome puzzles. 
this one really hard puzzle that you won't get, but you won't look up uh, until you look it up online, but you won't tell anybody that you did that. <laughs> and then the last bullet point is all your hopes and dreams. I like so. these guys. <laughs> I like these guys a lot. <clears throat> because they so. totally weren't trying to be funny with this uh, key features list. No, never. So, yeah, again, yeah, I don't really consider myself that great at uh, adventure games, uh, but, you know, you know, think about it a little bit and, you know, you it clicks. Um, you know, it's very obvious. Uh, a lot of the puzzles are very obvious which way to solve them. Um, mm. you, know, you don't you don't really have to look around uh, compared to say the other adventure game that I played a lot, uh, King's Quest VI, the uh, search area uh, that you have to search to find some other object to go forward is very small. Would you believe me if I told you that I've played the original King's Quest? I believe that. <laughs> That's a I have, pretty mundane I question. Have other, I have other friends that have played the original King's Quest. Okay. It's something that so, I used to always play with my dad. So, and uh, Jennifer Hale, you might remember from Mass Effect. Femship. Shut so, up. So, and there are plenty of, uh, you know, interesting characters around, uh, like, uh, as illustrated in my uh, post here, the uh, paranoid lumberjack. <laughs> that was, uh, that was voiced by Will Wheaton. Yeah. So, uh, there was one other uh, tidbit I wanted to add in here. Oh, yeah, and... You know, it's especially on Shay's side, I think, is where the uh, adventure game creativity comes out because the way that this spaceship is navigated is totally inefficient. Okay. It is one of the weirdest solutions to that problem. And, you know, but then again, it sort of fits into the motif of everything being uh, like crocheted and stuff. Oh, okay. There's a lot of crocheted material in on that spaceship i'm confused about what kind of spaceship this is now <laughs> yeah it's a, essentially a uh spaceship that is designed to be a playpen a, a nursery yeah, okay <laughs> and uh as another side note this game makes me want to never buy any kind of smart silverware or utensils <laughs> oh i remember the, that comment Yes, the spoon, Shay's spoon, uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Um, so I found, I found an article about a, an Easter egg in that game. Did you discover the 16-bit the uh, uh, old school Easter egg? I don't think I did. So apparently if you're in the, the options uh, you know, menu, if you turn the... Um, the resolution all the way down to its lowest, which I think is like 640 by 480, um, and then you go into the key bindings, there will be uh, a picture of the two protagonists down in the corner, and you can bind a key to them, uh, and then when you go back into the game, if you hit that key, it will change it from whatever resolution you're at. So you can go back up to 1920 by 1080, uh, but if you if you hit the key that you've bound to, you know, the the... 16-bit version, it'll pixelate everything and make it look sort of retro-y. So, well, yeah, I'm not the sort of loser that hangs around in options menus too much. Well, no, but I mean, now that you know exactly where to go, might as well check it out. You know, I unfortunately sort of acted like all those bastards that, you know, exactly when the game has been released, you have already bought it and played it and finished it. Yeah. 
and you can be damn sure that I was not contributing to the wiki. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, if you were to give uh, a reasonable price for this game, what would you say? Uh, Well, uh, let's give some clarification on that. I uh, did not uh, back the Kickstarter. I had got this through the the Humble Bundle for Double Fine, Mm -hmm. and... I think it was something like, you know, pay at least $35, get everything and uh, backer access to this. So I paid 36 for pretty much this and all of the Double Fine back catalog. Mm-hmm. So I'd say 35 would be about right. But then again, that includes both this and the second act to come. Right, which... Yeah. We don't necessarily know the quality of, but we can trust that it'll probably be about the same length and same quality as this act. Yeah. So um, then again, this is sort of like the length of Portal 1, and it doesn't have the same sort of innovation that that had, but then again, like what was Portal when it was originally released? 20 bucks? Um, I don't think... It was originally released as part of the Orange Box, and right. I don't know. I don't know what its like individual price on Steam was. So I think it might have been about twenty bucks. Okay. So that's that's about right for just this part. And assuming that the second part is just you know has same or greater quality, I'd say thirty five dollars uh, okay. would be about right. Okay. Good. Good. Which means that it is totally reasonably priced right now, mm-hmm. especially since it's on sale. You know, if you pre order it. Um. All right. So I'm going to review Ingress, um, which I've um, talked a lot about on the show, but never actually wrote like a proper review of. Um, <laughs> so Ingress, if I could sum it up in one word, I would say that it is the perfect mobile game. Because as we know, it's pretty easy to make terrible mobile games. Like a lot of them turn out to be either they try to be like a third person shooter and they fail horribly. Uh, or they're, you know, these really, really tiny, uh, 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 experiences that are like free to play and then they try to bleed you dry by, you know, only letting you, uh, perform actions once every, you know, so often and unless you pay money or like they give you a bunch of customization options or whatever, uh, and, and, you know, you have to pay money for that. Ingress is completely free and you can't pay money in it even if you tried. Um, which is really impressive, and I think it's only possible because Google are the ones who are behind it, and they release everything for free anyway. Um, but So uh, I'm going to try to describe what the game is, and it's kind of hard because we've never seen a game quite like it before. So technically, it's an MMO, because there's a persistent world that all of the players are contributing to, but it's an augmented reality game where it uses the capability of smartphones nowadays to know exactly where you are at all times, uh, to, you know, to force you to go to real world locations to perform actions in the game. So it's, this is actually going to be kind of easier for me to explain if I start with like the backstory of the game. So the backstory is, um, there, there were some researchers who were, uh, doing research on this stuff called exotic matter and exotic matter has apparently been, uh, leaking into the, by the way, this is all fiction. This is in the universe of the, of the game. Um, so exotic matter XM has been leaking into our universe from some other dimension for as long as we know, uh, as long as we can remember. And we know that it's been leaking through because, uh, it, it has this interesting property of, 
affecting people's minds, you know, encouraging creative thought, uh, scientific breakthroughs, uh, you know, so big, uh, works of art, architecture, um, cool stuff happens around XM, basically. Um, and because of that, there are a lot of interesting sites near portals, which, and portals are areas where there's a lot of XM, um, leaking through. And basically that's Google's excuse for putting these portals near interesting real world things for you to go and look at. Um, so, uh, so it's yes. like geocaching with, it is like <laughs> geocaching, but Google, but Google. Yes. Um, but so much more intense because it's like competitive geocaching. Um, uh, <laughs> And so, so what you do in this game is there, there are two teams. One team, the Enlightened, uh, they believe that the XM is a, a good thing, you know, and they're trying to use it to further, uh, human knowledge and, and, you know, our development, uh, more. And the Resistance, the other team, they believe that the XM is this stuff being sent through from, from some other dimension by these beings called the Shapers. And that the shapers are trying to, surprise, surprise, shape the way that our civilization, uh, you know, goes. And they don't think that that's a good thing. So they're trying to get rid of all of the XM. And both teams, uh, their ultimate goal is to control the world, basically, um, by claiming portals, connecting portals. Anytime that, you know, three portals are connected and make a triangle, then that becomes a field and your team controls that area of the world. Hurrah! However, the other team can still go to that portal and destroy it, um, you know, if they have enough energy to do that. Um, and so, l- basically, everything that I just described, all of these actions require you to get out of your house, go out there with your phone, and find these oh. portals, and, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, you know, hack them to get items, gather XM to get energy, and, uh, you know, get destroy portals from the other team and, and boost up portals from your team and just have a good time. So which side or which which side did you have me join? Uh the enlightened. And those are the ones that that believe that XM is a good thing and we're trying to use it to further human development. Okay. Yes. I like enlightened. Yes, I good. do too. Um the the resistance are a bunch of superstitious uh pushovers. They need to go. Well, go yeah. away. Um and actually so the this game has technically it, it was out as a beta for about a year before they released it in December, like officially officially released it this December. Um, and they had this they've had several large like globe spanning events uh, throughout the year. And you can go uh, go and look at my review. I have I have a couple of videos embedded in there that summarize the story of the first year of Ingress um, and the final. The big hurrah at the end of the beta, uh, was called 13 Magnus. And 13 Magnus was, um, the, the struggle between the Resistance and the Enlightened to see whether or not Roland Jarvis would come back to life. Uh, and he was this, he was like the Enlightened's advocate who was murdered at the very beginning of the game. Um, and then. Resistance jerks. Well, I don't, we don't really know who killed him actually. We think that it was like agents from Niantic, but you know, who knows? Um, and. The, um, so, so he, like, showed up in portals, like, in some corporeal form, um, like, partway through 2013, and then it became apparent that he had been, like, or he had been absorbed into the XM and retained his, like, identity, but then he was shattered into 13 shards, and those shards became actual objects in the game that 
traveled from portals to portals uh, along links. And so the goal of the Enlightened was to get all of the shards, or at least as many of the shards as possible, to uh, San Francisco by, like, December 14th. And the goal of the Resistance was to get them all down to um, Argentina, I think Buenos Aires. Hmm. Um, and whichever team got more shards, uh, you know, would determine the outcome of whether or not Roland Jarvis came back. And we won. Yay. We got, like, 10 out of the 13 shards uh, to... Uh, San, San Fran. Francisco. Yep. They only got two of the shards and then one of them was unaccounted for. It was still out there somewhere in the world. Um, hmm. and so Roland Jarvis came back and that's where the story is right now. Um, I believe currently overall the resistance has the most control in the world. Um, but that doesn't have a huge impact on the story. It's, it's, you know, the story Yet. is usually, yeah, um, impacted more by like how well people perform. Uh, during the big events. Mm. Um, but, you know, day to day, it's the overall control that really matters. Um, so if you, if you, obviously this game is a lot more fun if you have friends that you're playing with. Um, cause, you know, driving around Morris and boosting up portals is really boring. Unless I have Katie with me. Because, you know, then you don't feel like a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, we got followed by a cop one time. Because, you know, we were parking next to, like, parks and then driving to churches and then driving to the fire department and, like, just acting really weird. And this policeman followed us for a while and he was, like, he pulled up next to us while we were sitting in front of a church and he's, like, are you lost? And I'm, like, no. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, how much of this game do I want to try to explain to the cop? I don't want to. So I just kind of sat there and smiled at him for a while, like, we're good. (laughs) And then he went away. <laughs> um, so Ingress Buck's a drug dealer. Oh my god! Let it be known to the world. Uh, <laughs> His drugs are video games. Um, and hugs. And hugs. Yes. Uh, so the Ingress is actually a very different game depending on where you live because, like, when I'm here in the cities, there's a a very very fast turnover rate for portals. Um. Like, yesterday, I went and I connected some portals. I took down some resistance portals and I connected, claimed them, and then connected them to the uh, Spruce Tree building on University and Snelling. Um, and that was a huge portal of ours. It was, you know, all level 7 and level 8 resonators on there. By the way, level 8 is the <laughs> highest level. And, um, and I thought, man, that's never going to go down. Next, Later that night, actually... Some resistance agent went and took down the spruce tree, uh, resist, or, um, resonators. And so that portal was gone. But wow. since then, the enlightened people who around here have reconnected everything at a different anchor. So yeah, I mean, it just, things go so fast in the Twin Cities. Whereas up in Morris, we pretty much only have enlightened players. And so our game is just, well, let's, let's like, um, maximize the number of fields that we can make in this area and try to make double and triple fields and stuff uh, and see how many of these we can maintain, you know, by by recharging them on a regular basis. Uh, and we never have anybody that takes down our fields, which allows you actually to make enormous fields. Like I, my shining moment was making a field between Morris, Glenwood and Alexandria, Minnesota. And there's somebody behind me, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Light. Lovely. Um, Lumens per lumen per lumen or something. (laughs) Bringing enlightenment 
to the masses. <laughs> so, uh, that's Ingress. You all should go play it. Unfortunately for some people, it is only available on Android. Uh, but that just means that you should go and get an Android device. Uh, yep. and, ev- and abandon all other, um, platforms that you were previously on. Do it. Yeah. Um, anyways. So, yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, is it reasonably priced? It is free. No. Go play it. It's worth That's your time. That's a kidding, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do it. Get out of the house. Lose some poundage. Mm-hmm. I'm, actually, that's the other thing. I have no idea why they decided to officially release this game in the middle of winter. In the middle of a very, very cold winter. But I suppose they're in San Francisco, and they don't care. Well, 50 is cold to them. Oh, so burr. That's shorts weather. <sighs> well, it'll allow people to get an early start on summer. Yep. <laughs> Uh, actually, so we were in uh, snow emergency mode last night, but I was driving around connecting portals anyway because hardcore. Um, because video games. Yeah, we do. Yep. We do crazy things for. As our we game. said, his drugs are video games and hugs. <laughs> because drugs. I really hope that I wasn't driving around on drugs. Drugs. That, <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea. Um. So. Yeah. <laughs> new releases. Uh, this week, Assassin's Creed Liberation, was, or HD specifically, was released. HD. Uh, so I bought that and I started playing it. Uh, I played like eight minutes of it before I had to leave. Um, so I'll be bringing you guys a review of that sometime in the future. Sounds good. It'll be exciting. Sounds um, good. You might not be here because you'll be in Europe, so I guess I'll get to talk about it with Katie, who has played the Vita version, and we'll get to compare notes. Sounds like better than me, in some ways, because, I mean, I haven't... Well, in Played. this case specifically, yeah. 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 I suppose, yeah. Um, so thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. Thank you, Andrew, for bringing us that wonderful review of Double Fine's You're welcome. Baroquean Age. Mm-hmm. Um, and join us next week so for more where, goodness. Mm-hmm. So where can we find everyone on the web? Ah, oh. well, I have a blog, uh, which is already linked on this page. Uh, and I am also on Google+, which is where I uh, post most of the things that I find on the internet. Actually, you can find me pretty easily because you can just go to plus.google.com slash plusianbuck because I have the nice URL. And you can find me on theandrewbailey.com and you can also find me from time to time when I do Control Structure, a podcast for for programmers and other, you know, uh, how should I say, day job stuff like that uh, right here on this network. And I am Ian Decker. You can find me on Google Plus, Facebook. I'm on Steam as DS Bigfoot, um, League as Decky Space Thirteen, um, or on Twitter as well, Ian Decker Bigfoot One One Three Eight. Have a good week, everybody. And I Have a good one. See you guys in three weeks or so. Yeah, that's a long time. That's like wow. That's like three episodes. That's the most profound thing I have for that. (laughs) (laughs) Signing off. Sounds good. Good. Bye, Fringe. Bye, Andrew Bailey. Bye, Fringe. I don't think. I hope that Andrew Bailey doesn't listen to this Fringe. He's gonna email you right now saying that. (laughs) Plunk! How did he do that? Oh no! Wow. You can derail me anytime. Rerail. <laughs> Rerail? Oh, fine. Go away, Bailey. Nobody likes you. <laughs> um.
Oh. Wow, what a harsh thing to say. Are you gonna talk about the Wolf Among Us?